Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. I'm Chief Conti of the Metropolitan Police Department. Distracted driving is putting lives at risk. Help us make Vision Zero a reality by keeping your eyes on the street. MPD is enforcing DC's hands-free distracted driving laws. One text or call can wreck it all. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. We are in the final countdown of the off-season roster deep dive series. Uh, we're on our final two episodes this week. Today, we're focusing on safeties, and then Friday, or Wednesday, not Friday, Wednesday, we are focusing on special teams and the conclusion of the off-season roster deep dive series. Uh, I am your host, Jax McCurry, and joining me is the madman behind the off-season roster deep dive series. It's none other than Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Love causing chaos, and uh, yeah, just running through loads of ideas, so um it's an exciting time of the year. Anything could happen, and uh, that's what we're here for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if anybody hasn't listened to any of the previous episodes, go back and listen. We've gone through each position group um, throughout the offseason so far, starting with quarterback and winding our way through the offense and defense. And here we are, Jack, in our final week. But today we're looking at safeties. And this was a, a unique position group, I think, again, in 2021, much like 2020. Um, you know, the Browns spent some major money a year ago at this time in free agency to upgrade the secondary, bringing in John Johnson and Troy Hill, plucking them both from now the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. Um, and, you know, John Johnson and Troy Hill both were, I think, solid acquisitions. I think we expected a bit more from both of them, but I think it's safe to say that you know, the Browns invested wisely in bringing those both, both of those guys in and both helped the secondary. Uh, obviously, the Browns were the number one team in terms of coverage, according to PFF. So just shows that, you know, with the additions we made in free agency, as well as the drafting that we've done over the last couple of years, it shows that the Browns have focused in saying that coverage is obviously meaning more than pass rush in terms of how they're building this defense. Yeah, no, it's it's a massively uh, important factor for the the team to think about, and they they haven't been shy. If we look at everywhere they've gone and invested, tight end, they took the top one on the market. Uh, tackle, they took the top one on the market. Safety, they took the top one on the market. Andrew Berry's not in a round when it comes to investment in the team. Um, so if if he sees there's value, he can go out and get it. It was it was a team for. <laughs> team friendly and in inverted commas deal it was sort of it was just good value based on the market um so yeah they had to go and do it and we got there in the second half of the season so when you look at the safety room 2020 jack we had four safeties harrison joseph Redwine, and sendejo on the con and thank god the browns went and upgraded at this position group because it was ugly in 2020 2021 though we had five, and the reason we say five is because, and we'll talk about this guy, MJ Stewart, who played both corner and safety. So he counts as five, along with Johnson, Ronnie Harrison, who was the only stayover, Grant Delpit, who officially made his NFL debut this year after spending 2020 on IR, and Richard LeCount, who was a late draft pick by the Browns. So but we say five because MJ Stewart played both. He played safety and he played corner, but he was listed as a safety, and 
Jack, I think he is a big wild card this offseason. I think we should start with MJ Stewart because he is the wild card in the secondary because we don't know if he's coming back, and if he comes back, what role is he going to be in? Yeah, and just to touch on the uh, position numbers, it's basically 10 DBs, and it's however you want to break it down. So both years have been 10 DBs. Um, First year was six corners for uh, safeties, and last year was five and five, but... I just struggle to see a route. If Troy Hill comes back, that's your top five, probably in place with Delpit in that group, John Johnson, um, Ward, and Newsom. What player wants to take a prove-it deal to be DB6? That's what it comes down to. Do I want MJ Stewart back? Let's say it's two and a half mil. Do I want him back? Yeah. Do I see a route where he wants to come back? Not really. If we were chatting about him being DB5, I think we can probably get that done. But from everything I've seen, it seems like um, Troy Hill's deal's guaranteed for this year. So it just gets really messy. Um, So yeah, I, I, I think you're in a difficult position. Could you? And it's, it's coming down to snaps. This isn't a money debate. Um, this is a how many snaps can you promise him? 1,120 defensive snaps last year. If you're able to make the case and you go, hey, we, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get 500 snaps. I, I think the Browns are in a decent position where they can make a case for him. Obviously, if he's going to another team and they say, hey, we'll give you 750 because you're going to be our fifth DB and there's you're going to play a bit of corner, a bit of safety. Then he's looking at that. And if you want to prove it deal, the opportunity is almost just as important as the money and the team, because there's no point the Browns being amazing and he's sat on the bench. So that is the, the real crux and issue of the debate. And it's like lots of people, they'll sit there and look through sort of the PFF free agents guide. Oh yeah. Take this guy's cheap deal. It's like, yeah, but he wants to go somewhere. He can prove it. So I, I, I struggle to see a route and unless that they do want to offer him loads more snaps. I don't think they do, but yeah, I thought Stewart, like the last four weeks of the season, he saw significant more playing time and he played well against Vegas, against Green Bay, against Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. He didn't see as much playing time. They were kind of letting, you know, the, the guys behind him get more of an opportunity, but he played well, but you look at his first four years in the league, he was a second round pick for Tampa flamed out there, came to Cleveland, tried to resurrect his career. 2020 wasn't very good for him, but 2021, I thought he played well, but he hasn't seen a lot of snaps throughout his four years. He's averaging, I'd say, around 300 snaps per season. Like, he wants to go prove it. He wants to go prove to people, hey, I can be valuable in the NFL, not as much as a fifth or sixth DB, essentially. So I think he's going to move on. I would like to go back like to bring him back, but I just don't see it happening because the influx of talent the Browns have in both the corner and the safety room. I just don't think there's a spot for MJ. And it's unfortunate because he was playing well. Fans were starting to say, hey, this guy, we like him. We'd like to see him stick around. But I think it's not even a thing about money. Like you said, I think it's just a term of how much snaps are you going to guarantee me if I do decide to come back? Yeah, and it could be one where Troy Hill's got no real argument here if they say to him hey you're going to be our five we're busting Troy Hill to six and we're going to offer you 750 snaps then 
he might be like, yeah, go on then. Um, do we want to pay that much money for a DB6? Because he's four and a half million there, Troy Hill. But if they really like him, they could easily make that case, potentially make it two, three-year deal and really put it down to him and go, look, Troy Hill's got one last year. We want you for the next three years. Here's our commitment to you. It's 10 million over three years. It's potentially even a, a bigger deal in that third year. And it's um, three, four and then six maybe in the uh, the last year and really ramps up, they could make a, a decent sizable offer to him. Um, the fact that he only really played when Troy Hill went down is that he didn't have the opportunity, and then when he had the opportunity, it was good, or was it a case of they prefer Troy Hill because Troy Hill just does more and has more sort of experience? It's tough to know, but I think feel like we're trending towards him not being here. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Uh, speaking of guys that are going to be here, let's start with John Johnson. Starting free safety for the Browns was a big free agent acquisition um, last offseason. On the first day, Browns went out, got him, locked him up to a solid contract. First half of the season, he looked bad. People were wondering, what, what did we get ourselves into? Why did we sign John Johnson? But it seemed as the season went on, the Browns adjusted his role. And he played like the caliber safety the Browns invested in in free agency, and he played well. He's definitely going to be back for 2022. But like you write, Jack, on the dogland.com, 2023 is the big decision-making point for the Browns because he's due almost $10 million next year. They gave him $24 million up front for last season and this season. So they're going to have a decision to make when it comes to John Johnson going forward. Yeah, if he plays how like he played in – if he has another year, which is sort of half okay and half great, then there's a good chance they'll move on, especially if there's other opportunities. Safety is always full of loads of free agents. So it's not one you need to sit there and keep hoping. Um, you can just take another punt and grab another guy. Um, but it's one where if he has a whole nother year where it's that second half of the season again, then he's going to get that third year and we're going to enjoy it. Um, and also it'll be about how the youngsters in the room are developing, etc. because, hey, the next guy that we get onto, Delpit, if Delpit's great, then you probably won't extend John Johnson. You'll just move the money over and sequence that around the room. Um, but no, I, we just need that experience because as well, if it's full of young dudes, that could be another big benefit of having John Johnson there that we don't get to see on the outside, that he's the leader teaching these guys because it's not just the safeties. He's going to have to get into the um, corners as well because Denzel Ward's had a fair bit of experience, but nothing crazy. He can help all the way there, um, the experience him and Troy Hill bring. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Johnson is vital, I think, right now going forward because the, the secondary is so young. Outside of him and Troy Hill and Denzel, there's a lot of inexperience surrounding them. And him being that veteran leader, not saying Denzel Ward can't be and won't be, but John Johnson's been there. He's done that, and he has playoff experience. He's got winning experience coming from L.A. So he he's definitely vital going forward, but definitely need to see him be more uh, balanced in terms of his performance in 2022. Don't have the slow start. It, I mean, if he has a slow start and a strong finish again, it could be good but I'd like to see him have a consistent performance all throughout the season to justify what the Browns invested in, in free agency. Uh, you mentioned Grant Delpit, who right now is pegged to be the starting strong safety. 
he had an okay year. Definitely had some flashes in his first full year uh, back from the injury back from, or, you know, adjusting to the NFL because obviously this was basically his rookie season. Um, but it's interesting to see what his role is going to be going forward. Is he going to be the full-time starting strong safety? Obviously was sharing snaps with Ronnie Harrison and, um, uh, MJ Stewart last year throughout the year. So obviously what did the Browns see for him? Obviously I think they would love him to be the full-time starter, get the majority of the snaps. Um, but it's up to him to continue to show progress and keep making strides uh, going forward. Yeah, it's, it's really a question of do they feel comfortable bumping him right up there? And it could be the case that, hey, they want three safeties they like, so they're actually going to leave him a sort of safety three and um, give it another year to sort of prove it out because, hey, Joe Woods could go, look, bring another safety and then, we'll just see how it cuts and it doesn't matter that if he's safety three and only getting half the snaps that's fine um it's not the end of the world he's still producing good stuff um and yeah that that is the the big question that we just don't know is how much do they trust him um because that, they could want to bring in that competition and go and fight for it and there's a couple of options hey you could bring back mj stewart you could say to mj stewart actually we really like what you did at the end of last season we want you to come in and directly compete with Delpit and the best guy will play. Um, we don't care um, because, hey, Joe Woods wants to win. They want to prove they're doing a good job. He's not interested in, oh, we've got extra draft capital invested. This guy, we have to play him. Um, that could easily be one. It could be the fact that, hey, that's where they see the package. All three of them guys out there the majority of the time. And then the other guy is potential free agent. If they go... We're not overly convinced on that. You can get a decent, strong safety and a really young guy um, in Jordan Whitehead. 24.9, um, three-year deal, six million a year, according to PFF. Two great years, the last two. Um, he's going to play closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, that It just seems to work for the Browns, that as an option. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on it. Yeah, yeah. Um... In terms of free agency, like you mentioned Stewart, you mentioned Whitehead. Here's another name, Jabril Peppers. He is coming off injury. You know, they could use him as a rotational safety, as that third safety in the back, because we know Joe Woods likes to use three safeties. He's familiar with Cleveland, seemed to like Cleveland when he was here up until he was traded for Odell Beckham. Uh, you know, there's some other free agents out here that they could take a look at. Um, they could. What about Ronnie Harrison? What do you think about them bringing back Ronnie Harrison? I, I would tend to not think they do this, but he's familiar with the system. If he doesn't get what he wants in free agency, could come back on a one-year prove-it deal. I'm iffy on Harrison just because sometimes last season he did some things on the field. And I was like, what are you doing? You know, pushing the coach against Kansas City. He had some unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, penalties called on him just did not seem very level-headed I personally wouldn't bring him back but I could think if they swing around the safety market don't like him or don't like what they're looking at if Harrison doesn't get what he thinks he can get in free agency could come back on a prove-it deal for sure yeah the prove-it deal I'd love but I can't see him coming here because of opportunities Malik Hooker um, I've, I think it's third year on the bounce I'll probably bang the drum for him um, but yeah it's one that I would certainly take the punt on and look at so uh, where's trey boston at these days 
He, I, I don't know what Trey Boston's up to, but <laughs> n- not not this year, unfortunately. Yeah. R.I.P. Big Man. Yeah. Um, there's another name I like right there. Uh, Jaquiski Tart. Familiar with Joe Woods. Could be another guy that get on a rotational safety package. Uh, PFF projects him to get about two and a half million per year on a two year deal. He's thirty, so that's kind of that's ri- that's reaching that uh, guardrail in terms of age. So, but could be a guy if San Francisco can't pay him or doesn't want to bring him back. Joe Woods is familiar with him, so would not shock me if the Browns seem to bring him in too for a rotational spot. Yeah, I, I, they could bring in all sorts of guys, and I I think they will probably bring in some free agent. It might not be a name that is even guaranteed to make the roster, um, but they'll probably bring in somebody um, just because you need options there. Who knows? If, if you're sat there in camp and you haven't brought anyone in and then suddenly Delpit goes down, you can't be sat there with who would be the next man up. It'd be... Uh, Richard LeCount. Um, that that's not not good. So um yeah, I, I th- we'll get onto the, the draft and later in the room, but there is a chance they bring somebody in to compete. Um even if it's on some like hundred thousand guarantees, we're not gonna say you're gonna make the roster, but we want to see what you've got. Yeah, definitely. I think they do add somebody to the safety room because of Delpit's uncertainty, obviously the injury history. Um, it's just, they can't go in with just, Hey, Johnson and Delpit are our guys. And then we're just going to have LeCount and maybe a mid to late round pick. Like, I just don't see them doing that. I think they, and they have the assets to go out and get another safety and free agency. They have some cap space. They can add more cap space this off season with roster cuts and potential restructures. But I, I do expect they'll, they'll add some kind of safety to this room and free agency. Um, just a matter of who and would they, be good coming into potentially a rotational role. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these guys want to go out and prove it to be a starter, but uh, having a rotational role, get a good amount of snaps and play for a contending playoff team wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, no. Um, why not? You, you just constantly need more dudes. Um, third safety, bring in someone dirt cheap. Just look in some of the names at the bottom of the PFF um, list. DeAndre Houston. Carlson out of Chicago, Malik Hooker from Dallas, um, Rodney McLeod, McLeod. McLeod from Philly, um, potentially Darren ha- uh, Harmon from Atlanta, but I'm less keen on that. Chiquisky Tart, um, Anthony Harris is even really cheap. Yeah, he's not been great the last two years, but the, the guy has balled out in the past. Um, yeah, they'll probably bring in someone, maybe even someone we've never even heard of, a lot smaller than that, just to come in and yeah, be a be a body at least in camp. Because yeah, the danger with Delpit is you just I don't feel really confident. It's not like I'm sat there with say the Jarvis Landry's in the past where you're like we were never having a discussion of going oh is he going to be injured. It, uh, there was no concern there, but it's it's similar to Phillips probably. Um, a linebacker there's that you can't just put him in there and rely on it um i think there's a lot of similarities between delpit and phillips yeah without question they both have had their injury uh history and you can't bank on them just yet but the hot the hopes are there that they're going to break through in 2022 and uh 
I think we both can agree. We both hope for that as well. Uh, you mentioned the draft. It seems like, Jack, if they're going to add potential uh, rotational safety, perhaps even a starting nickel, uh, this would be like third round, fourth round. They like somebody. They have, it, you know, two picks now in the third round because of Quezzy taking the Minnesota GM job. Would seem like that would be the ideal spot, unless they're in love with the safety, not at 13, but maybe in the second round if they just – have their eye on a safety that they think could come in, contribute the first year, and then perhaps be a starting nickel, maybe even a starting safety come 2023, 2024. Browns might pull the trigger there, but if they are going to, they are going to add a safety. It seems like the middle of the draft would be the hot spot for that to happen. Yeah. Somewhere in that third to fifth range. Um, yeah. They, and free agents will be telling if they bring back an MDA Stewart, then no, it's, it's not happening at right. all. And probably won't even draft one, uh, maybe sixth, seventh round. Um, if they bring back a wirehead, yeah, same again. So um, free agency will give us a, it's a free agent or a draft pick probably of middle value, um, not both. So when we look at the depth safeties. Richard LeCount is right now one of our depth guys. He had an interesting 2021 because he balled out in preseason, which means nothing. Everybody knows that because preseason does not dictate a, a man's career. Um, then during the regular season, did not play a lot. Played 76 snaps on defense, 105 on special teams. And then after the season, on one of these Twitter spaces, Brad Stainbrook had mentioned there was this one week during the season where LeCount was benched, did not practice, did not travel with the team. He revealed that LeCount had missed several team meetings, I think missed a flight to an away game. So he's already on the hot seat for sure going into 2022. I wouldn't even say he's a lock because he's a fifth-round pick. It's not a guarantee, even if he is one of Andrew Barry's draft picks. I don't think they're going to be like, well, this guy's definitely making the team. He's my guy. Some guys have done that in the past. I don't feel like Andrew Barry will do that, especially if the coaching staff has – He's a problem. He's not getting it. We could go in another direction. I would say LeCount is likely one of our depth guys, but he's definitely not a lock going into 2022. Yeah, if a fifth-round pick isn't a lock to make the team the year they're drafted. Um, so a year on, if they've not seen the development, they've got character questions, then, yeah, by all means, you move on. He did play um, KC to open the season. He played five snaps, and then he didn't play again until – week 15 so it looks like he's semi out the doghouse um 11 against las vegas 41 against green bay on christmas day and 19 against pittsburgh so he was playing at the end of the season so fingers crossed he's got that sorted out with the team but yeah it's it's one of let's see what happens and bring in some bodies to compete with him at camp um i'm not concerned if they let a fifth round pick from a year ago, get beat out at camp and then he's off, even if it's a UDFA, so be it. It's like a fifth is not really that much in the grand scheme of things. Right. And if they are, you know, when you look to who's going to be potential depth safeties, these are more or less late round picks, undrafted free agents, cheap, prove it, free agent contracts, free agent signings. We can't predict who, who they're going to bring in. They have, Guys like Montrell Meander, Duke Dawson, Tedrick Thompson, Adrian Colbert, who Colbert played, I think, uh, somewhat towards the end of the season. But these guys, I mean, they're going to have competition there for the back end. It's going to be guys that 
they can expect to come in play in a pinch potentially, but mostly play special teams. Like we, we don't know what the depth safeties are going to look like, but more or less that's where you're going to find it. Life draft picks, undrafted free agent signing or yeah. And like one year free agent signings coming in on a prove it deal just to see what they can do. So really Jack, when you look at the safety room as a whole, John Johnson's a lock. Delpit's a question mark, and then the rest of the safety room is definitely up in the air going forward. Yeah, it's one of I don't expect a massive turnover for our DBs. Um, yeah, I'd love to get MJ Stewart back, but as we've said, that depends on more on his market, and it could easily be one that he's going to go out test the market, and he might come back. They'll probably make an offer to him and go, "Hey, this is the number. This is the amount of snaps." Go chat to teams and see what they're going to offer you. And um, if he comes back with the right number, they go, yeah, let's do it. Um, because they're not going to make a the first couple of days, first three, four days of free agency, they're not going to make a move at safety. If they do, I'll be highly surprised. It's more one more week in, right, these guys have fallen through the cracks. Going to take less money gone. We'll take a punt on one for two and a half, three million. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as we wrap things up, you guys can look at Jack's article, breaking down the safety room over at the dogland.com, as well as every other position group he's done so far that we've covered on the podcast. Uh, Jack, tell people where they can find you on social media as we get on out of here. Yeah, it's at Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N. Shoot me up, cap questions. Um, last week, um, did a massive thread on like this size of... Um, Browns players that we've drafted added. Andrew Berry's added 125 dudes so far. Um, we're talking practice squad additions, drafted, extended, people he's actively added to, not got guys that are already here pre him, um, unless like Petonio, he's gone and extended, Garrett, etc. Um, so yeah, all of that information's there. And it's a great tool as we get into draft season, free agency to go 240 pound and edge probably unlikely um all of that stuff useful so um that's there go and have a look enjoy it all of the data i've, I've put free for anyone to view i will say when you sent that over last week i was like i'm scrolling through i'm like jack duffin's doing the lord's work here and not just me was complimentary of it but everybody in the browns twitter uh, community you know jeff floyd jake burns everybody was so complimentary of your work jack you you kill it when it comes to uh, breaking down data, breaking down contracts, everything, man. You are top-notch, brother. That's what happens when you're between jobs and board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at JackMcCurry08. Follow the Dogland on Twitter at the Dogland. Also check out our Facebook page as well. And, of course, the Dogland.com for uh, – Jack's work, any news that breaks when it pertains to the Browns, we break it all down. Also check out Alex Hale's first mock draft. Um, he's killing it. And he's as much of a madman when it comes to mock drafts as Jack is when it comes to data and uh, salary cap questions. So, And we both uh, want Fitzmagic here. You did, yes. Yeah, hey, that's we'll talk about that on the next episode as we conclude this offseason deep dive. Uh, but as always, Browns fans, until next time, go Browns. Go Browns. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits, perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? 
Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.